0: Today's message is entitled, Don't Lower Your Expectations of God. Don't Lower Your Expectations of God. What I want to communicate to you this year is... I know it's the end of the year, and this word came to me. Uh, It's the end of the year, you know, and we kind of look at the fiscal year from January to December, and we all can look at our lives in a certain way and say, well, maybe this year was lackluster. Um, And we can prepare to go into the new year not expecting anything good from God. Why? Because in our minds, in our strange, spoiled, bratty, bougie minds, uh, we fail to realize how blessed we really are and we complain about things that we yet anticipate. And so because things don't pan out the way we would like them to or would have liked them to this year, and mind you, there's a lot going on this year and last year, we may reflect our circumstances upon God and think that because there are problems in the world, there are problems with God. Yeah, So I want to be clear on this, that just because things may not be going the way you anticipated them to go for this year, it doesn't mean that you are to lower your expectations regarding God. So I came to remind you that even though it's the end of the year, and even though he tarries, you still must wait for him. So this word is a Word of encouragement for those who feel like it's the end of the year. uh, And I don't have much hope or expectation for anything good for 2022. But listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying, wait for him because help is coming. Hold on. Wait a minute. Not only help is coming, but help is here. And that's what Christmas is about. The whole crux, the whole thrust of Christmas is about a people in a problematic situation who were awaiting the Messiah to come. And when you're waiting for something, you can get weary. Even Galatians says, be not weary in well-doing for in due season, indicating time, you have to wait. In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. So for those of you who are in the end of the year, or how about this? You've tried different things. You've tried four or five times to do what God has asked you to do or what you've been praying for, and it has not manifested. Help is coming. Uh Uh-oh, help is here. So I want you to understand when we talk about Jesus coming to earth, it is more than just Jesus in the manger. It is Jesus coming to our individual situations. And I want to explain to you today, there are three instances, I'll give you three instances initially of his coming That will help us understand that when the going gets tough or when things look lackluster or when things look like it's not going to happen the way you thought they would, you don't have to lower your expectations of God. Why? Because God always comes through. I'm going to say that again. God always comes through. Now, there are three ways in which I believe God came before Number one, there's an example of Moses and the burning bush. That Moses, that God came to Moses. Here was a people in captivity in Egypt for 400 years. And remember, Moses, Moses tried, Moses tried to take over Egypt. Moses tried to... You know, help out and deliver and and do what he needed to do. And it didn't work out. They threw him under the bus. He had to go off and and live off on the side uh, 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 in Midian. He had found another wife. He had quit, basically gave up. He ran to the other side of the mountain. But guess what? God shows up in a burning bush. He came to Moses. Listen to what I'm saying. When you're off traipsing on the other side of the mountain, when some of you decide to backslide because God ain't all or what it, you know, the church say is and you start acting up, I'm telling you, you're going to wake up one day and God's going to be knocking at your door and he's going to say, I'm ready to do what you've been asking me to do. Are you ready? Are you ready? And you're gonna be like, well, no, I've been drinking. I've been getting, I've been I'm getting high. I've been, you know, I've been hanging out with the fellas. I've been doing my thing. Well, I didn't. Why, why didn't you believe me? Why didn't you trust me? And so these were God's words to Moses at the burning bush. Here's what He said. He said, "I have heard the cry. I have heard the cry of your people." I have heard their cries. I've heard their fears. Listen, when they got into Egypt, they went in, it was 70 of them. When they came out of Egypt, it was like over a million of them. So I'm telling you, and the Bible says the more the enemy oppressed them, the more they multiplied. I want you to understand that God will show up. And so don't lower your expectations just because you find yourself in Egypt, just because you find yourself getting fired from the job, just because your boo left you, just because you didn't get the promotion, just because you don't have enough money to buy the Mercedes you want, just because you're not getting better in your side or your back. It's not feeling better. Don't lower your expectations of God simply because the situation you're in doesn't seem to be changing. He will show up. Let me give you another example. The Bible says that Daniel prayed in Daniel 9 and Daniel 10. He said, we're in trouble. We're in Babylon. We're experiencing captivity. God had told them they were going to be in captivity for 70 years. Well, Daniel decided to pray. He began to pray, but guess what? God didn't respond until 21 days after the fact. And I'm telling you that Daniel fasted. Daniel marked up. Daniel loped up and said, I'm still going to trust that he heard me. And so in Daniel 10, the angel Gabriel shows up And says to Daniel, oh, Daniel, I know it's three weeks late, but I just want to tell you God heard you from day one. He said from day one, God heard you and he commissioned me to send you an understanding of what's going on. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so Gabriel said, but I had a little fight. I had some trouble. The opposition was fighting me and I had I was detained for a little while, had to handle some stuff. But just what I'm trying to get you to see is that just because the prayer response is detained doesn't mean that the prayer response hasn't been ordered to get to you. And Gabriel still, after his fight, after all he had gone through, still got to Daniel and said, here is God's word to you. And he wants you to know he heard you from day one. He could have just showed up and gave him the information, but he added this. He said, God heard you when you first opened your mouth. And what I'm saying to some of you, don't lower your expectations of God simply because what you're praying for has been delayed because it's December 19th, 2021, and you haven't gotten it yet. (laughs) I'm telling you the 25th ain't here look under the tree it might show up all I'm saying is don't lower your expectations of God let me tell you something God is bigger than your struggle don't you know he's fighting the devil over here on this side he's trying to get people off drugs over here there's all kinds of distractions that are trying to destroy you you don't know about and he's doing things on the back end that you can't even appreciate because all you are is focused on you I came to tell you don't lower your expectations of God lastly I've got one more example we went from a hundreds of years or so with the Israelites and we went to three weeks with Daniel but let's break it down to when it's four days late ah let me go to John chapter 11 and talk about Lazarus don't you remember the story of Martha and Mary who came running to Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, if you had been there, our brother would not have died. He would have been living still. And we would be, if you just had been there, if you had done what you said you would do, I wouldn't have started smoking pot. If you'd have have done what you said you was going to do, God, if you was going to be with me all the time, I wouldn't have started hanging out again. If you would have done what you was going to do, I would have kept going to church. If all these excuses and Martha, man, Jesus turned around and said, hold up, hold up, Mary and Martha. He says, let me make this clear. He says, do you not know that I am the resurrection and the life? He said, I can command your brother to come back to life at any moment. I am life. Do you under, you tripping about me not being there? Oh, remember I said he's coming or he's here. Uh, the help is already here, but he's still coming. Oh, God, I love it. This is beautiful. Jesus said, I was there and I chose to wait four days. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So then the disciples come and they say, well, you know, they say he's dead. They come, the disciples say, Jesus, it's never mind. Don't hurry up. They tell you, don't hurry up. He's dead. Jesus said, let me, let me correct y'all. Now he corrected Martha and Mary. Then he corrects the disciples. He said, First of all, Lazarus ain't dead. He's just asleep <laughs> and he's waiting on me to wake him up. So he says, all right, then all y'all tripping, let me go to him. He goes and says, so when they get there, they're like, well, Jesus, he'd been dead four days, four days. Uh Oh, so in essence, they're saying, Jesus, you're four days late. Don't lower your expectations of God just because he's four days late. Don't lower your expectations of God because he's 21 days or three weeks not answering your prayer. Don't lower your expectations of God because you've been in Egypt under slavery and you've been in a situation that you can't seemingly get out of. I'm telling you, don't lower your expectations of God because it's December 19th and you only got so many days left of this year. What I'm trying to explain to you is that Jesus came to Lazarus four days late. They said, by now his body stinks. Is there stuff in your life that stinks because God has not responded? Death, God say, I ain't tripping over what stinks in your life. He says, I will walk up in the stink. I will go up in the stink. And I will say to the stink, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says, Lazarus got up. Lazarus got up and he was still bound up in the bandages. And Jesus not only had to raise him up, but he had to loose him. He said, now loose him and let him go. And Lazarus came forth in power and in the glory of God. And what I'm trying to say to you is that it doesn't matter the time frame. If it's one day, four days, five years, 20 years, a thousand years, what I'm trying to say, God is coming. So don't lower your expectations. Because things aren't changing. And this is what the story of Christmas is about. It's about Jesus coming to our situation to be the answer to all of our prayer. Hallelujah. The truth is all our help has already come and we access it by faith. Our help is already here and the reason we haven't accessed it is because we lack faith and that's what Christmas is all about. It's our help is here. Somebody say my help is here, but it's all about perspective, Cynthia. It's all about how you look at it. Let me see if I can point out some helpful truth today this holiday season that will restore your hope. Help me PC, help us Lord, restore our hope and our faith and our expectations in God. Why? Because, listen to this one carefully, because his birth is the heartbeat of our lives (laughs) when he came our hearts started beating our spiritual hearts started to beat clear boom he resuscitated us he put the ekg on the screen and he got the defibrillator jesus birth is the defibrillator of our lives it reignites our hearts it gives us the opportunity and the chance to start heart beating in the earth. It is our chance to live with trackable consciousness, with a soul that is visible to heaven. Before Jesus came, you didn't have a chance of getting into glory, but because he came, you're now on God's radar. He sees you. He knows you. He hears your heartbeat at night. He is the only one who can stop it. And he's the only one who can reignite it. That's why I tell people all the time when I'm at the hospital, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the numbers say. You know that big screen where you watch the heart rate, you watch the temperature, you watch the the, the blood pressure, all that. God can do what he wants to do. And there are some people who say, well, they flatline, but then their hearts start beating. I'm telling you, God can start a heart that has been dead. He can start it beating again. All right, move on, PC. That's a long introduction. Let me give you some text. Let's look at some text right now. Let's get ready to give, let's read Luke 1, chapter 1, verses 30 through 45. Check this out. The Bible says, the angel said to her, talking about Mary, the angel came to Mary. A lot of angels talking to people, boy, they be, they be getting the messages out. That's why they call messengers, angels are messengers. Verse 30 says, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor, With God, I love it. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? Verse 34 says, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the son of God. And behold, even your relative, your cousin, Elizabeth, has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. Pay attention to this. For nothing will be impossible with God. I'm going to let that sit there just for a minute. Nothing will be impossible with God. So why would you lower your expectations? Boom, pow, period, T on the end. And Mary said, behold, the bond of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah. Look, she went in a hurry, talking about coming, appearing. Verse 40, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And when she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Elizabeth told Mary. Verse 43, and now, and how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Elizabeth's like, who am I? Why are you coming to see me? Oh God, I can't wait to preach it. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy and blessed is she who believed that there should be a fulfillment. Somebody say fulfillment yeah. of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. All right, now let me go back to this particular verse. We started at verse 30 and I'm going to review verses 30 through 38. And I want to give you just a couple things to remind you of why you shouldn't lower your expectations of God. The first point I want to make is that you don't lower your expectations of God because number one, don't expect things to happen the way you expected them to. Things don't always happen the way you expect them to. So don't expect. That's your first one. Don't expect things to happen the way you expected them to. Listen to me carefully. A lot of you think that God hasn't done what he said he would do for you because you're expecting him to do it a certain way. And he may have done it, but because your eyes are on the traditional natural way, you don't see what God is doing in your life. I like this already. The Bible seems to suggest that Jesus was born to Mary who wasn't even Married yet and hadn't even had sexual relations with Joseph. So how in the world could God be sending a son through a woman who haven't slept with nobody? Uh Uh-oh. Let's put it in common day. How in the world could God bless me with a ministry or a house and my FICO score is five hundred? How in the world? In other words. It defies natural logic. How will I be able to get this job? And my carpal tunnel has been acting up, but all of a sudden it is not giving me a problem. See, our problem is that we expect God to do things one way and we expect God to do things the way we've heard it done for others. But I came to tell you that you've got to expect The unexpected. Come on, somebody. You've got to know that God is smarter than your finite mind, and just because you don't see it being done the way you thought it would be done, don't mean God ain't doing it. That's not nice grammar, but you get what I'm saying. You're looking for it to happen one way, and when it doesn't, you get disappointed. You start acting like, well, the Lord don't love me, and the Lord don't... hear me. The Lord is answering your prayer, but he's not doing it the way you expected him to. Our job is to trust God. We don't always know how he's going to do it, but we must always know that he will do it. I'm telling you that you're sitting here crying at the end of the year, worried about things panning out for you. The Bible says in all things, God is at work for what? for the good of them who love. God is not doing things in your life for your badness. God is not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to depress you. He's not trying to discourage you. God is trying to bless you. So whatever you're going through right now, if you look at it from God's perspective, it's going to work out (laughs) for your good. Am I helping anybody here today? Christ's birth is an example of help coming in an unusual manner. Has anybody ever since? Mary, had an immaculate conception. No, (laughs) it hasn't happened but one time and people didn't believe it. Matter of fact, Joseph was about to divorce her. Joseph was like, woman, I'm (laughs) I'm done with you. You've been sleeping with another man. Mary's like, I have not, believe me. And it was the work of God. And some of us are willing to quit things because we think somebody's cheating somebody changed somebody did something behind our back and no they didn't it's just not happening the way you expect god i feel him now help is coming oh in fact help is here and i want you to understand that a promise to help you doesn't always have to make sense my children used to ask me daddy would you help me with this i said i'm I'm gonna help you they said but you need to do it this way. How are you going to ask me to help you and then tell me how to help you? How can you ask God to help you, but then tell him how to do it? The promise doesn't have to make sense. And I used to laugh at my children because I know my children didn't know what I knew. I knew another way to get it done. All they know is what their childish mind could handle. But a parent's mind has experienced much. God dog it. All I'm saying, Thing is that God knows more than you let him do it the way he wants to do it and you always say won't he do it well then believe it if you say it listen let me go on the first one is don't expect the second one is don't underestimate. Ah, Verses 39 through 42 help us understand that we aren't to underestimate his power to impact your pregnancy and your happiness. Let me go back to the text real quick just to give you an idea to point to verse 39 and let's take a look at that. Verse 39 says, now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, the city of Judah, entered the house of Zechariah, greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 42, and she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Here's what I want you to get. Don't underestimate his power power to impact your pregnancy and your happiness. What I'm trying to get you to see is that your happiness is affected. Your happiness is impacted when things don't go the way you thought they would. So many of you are not happy. You're sad at Christmas. You're not excited about what's happening in your life. And so you don't want to sing songs. You don't want to go out. You don't want to do nothing because your happiness has been impacted by the circumstances that haven't changed. But I came to tell you, don't underestimate the power of something coming in the midnight hour. (laughs) The Bible talks about how Paul and Silas were imprisoned, but at midnight, when they started praising him, the gates flung open. I mean, midnight is late. People think the day is done. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen earlier. I'm telling you, it may come when you least expect it, but don't underestimate its impact. The Bible says, uh, many say his birth was thousands of years ago, and this doesn't apply to me, but God still speaks today. The Bible said that when Mary came to Elizabeth and said hello and greeted her, the Bible said Elizabeth's baby that was six months older, who is John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. In other words, the baby leaped, and guess what? And Elizabeth got filled with the Spirit. So, watch this. Just because Mary spoke to Elizabeth, the baby leaped, and Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. God is still speaking today the word speaks. So watch this now. So when the word speaks to you, it could be speaking to you today. It could be speaking when you're reading the word. When it speaks to you, guess what? Two things can happen. Impact. Your baby could leap and you could be impacted by being filled with the spirit. Yes, you can read his word and your baby can leap, but your baby, watch this, must be connected to a promise. Listen to me. The power of his coming will give power to our babies. In other words, God ain't coming for no reason. Woo! Listen to what I'm saying. If Jesus has a promise to come to a prayer, you pray. when he comes, he will have impact on what's inside of you. God, listen to what I'm saying. The power of his coming will give power to your baby. Whatever you're praying for, whatever you're asking God to do, the promise is coming. The promise is here. And when the promise speaks to you, it will have impact on what's inside of you. So when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, the baby leaped and she was filled with the spirit. When your baby is dead, your spirit is low. Oh, I got to say that again. When your baby is dead, or let me say, when your baby is not moving, your spirit is low. I remember one Sunday, a young lady came down the aisle for prayer. She said her baby hadn't moved in weeks and she was concerned that the baby was dead. She said, Pastor Cherry, could you pray for me? I got to feel him right now. And right there at the altar in Hawthorne at Iglesias del Dios, the church we were renting, I laid hands on the woman. And while we were in prayer, guess what happened? The baby moved. I got to feel him right there on the spot. The baby moved because what happened? Faith was coupled with prayer and belief, and we were in agreement. And I'm telling you, when God comes, something happens. My point is, if God has not done it yet, then nothing has to happen yet. But when he comes to make a move, something. In other words, God don't show up and nothing happens. It is a part of God's will. You just have to keep your expectations high. And some of you, are sad because your baby hasn't moved and you need to say this with me God I need my baby to leap God make my baby leap again and maybe that's you at the altar today my passion hasn't moved my creativity for life hasn't moved my desire to matter hasn't moved my my career choices haven't moved my desire to be a good husband has waned my my desire to be a parent who does the best they can do is falling short I'm rolling in depression God and my baby hasn't moved God I feel him help me Holy Ghost my baby hasn't moved in years I'm sad there's no spark in my marriage my husband don't love me I don't want to kiss him let alone make love to him my baby has been silent Ah, God help me Ah, and you're praying and you're lackluster because you feel like it's been a long time but I came to give you a word that when God comes the baby's gonna leap keep your expectations in God somebody say help Lord and if you notice in verse 43 it says blessed are you Mary let me just give you that he says in verse 43 he says how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me he says blessed are you Mary the fruit of your womb what's in the womb impacts the carrier. What What's in the womb impacts the carrier and the carrier impacts what's in the womb. If you look at, let's see, verse 42, she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So because you're blessed, the fruit of your womb is blessed. So the impact of what's in you impacts the carrier and any impact on the carrier impacts the baby. Don't Doctors tell parents, expecting mothers, be careful what you eat because it impacts the baby. Be careful, don't get on roller coasters because it impacts the baby. And if the baby decides to twist a certain way, that's gonna impact you. (laughs) They can kick you and they can twist up to where they can impact you. What I'm trying to tell you is that there's a relationship between the carrier and the baby. And Jesus came not just for the baby, he came for the carrier too and so verse 43 says listen listen here's what I want you the first one was don't expect the second was don't underestimate the third one is don't assume don't assume that Christmas is no longer for you look at verse 43 verse 43 says and how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me. Ah, God, some of us are feeling like we don't even deserve to be blessed. Why would God do it for me in the first place? (laughs) Why would God even answer my prayer? I barely went to church before I started praying it anyway. I ain't the best Bible scholar anyway. I'm not the one that people are really trusting in. So here's what I came to tell you. Those of you who feel like God. God don't know you Those of you Who feel like You messed up so bad God ain't gonna come to you God has Whoa man Let me tell you FedEx UPS Any kind of courier If you're on the list God is coming If you Listen If the snow If the rain If it doesn't stop I'm telling you The package is coming It may be a day late And you'll get updates UPS say uh, It's on the truck It's at the shop In Carolina It'll be here In California in three days. In other words, stay tuned. <laughs> Keep tracking your package. Jesus is coming. I've been tracking him from December 25th. His birth is coming. There's something coming to your life and it's an answer to it. Don't assume that he ain't coming. <laughs> just because it's delayed, don't assume it's not coming. Don't assume that Christmas is no longer for you. That is just for the kids. And some of you, that eh, Christmas for the kids. It ain't for me. You crazy in your head. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man all day, every day. And I'm telling you, Christmas is still for me. You get your toys, babies. And let me get mine. God has things for you as adults. I want some people who believe in God to start respecting Christmas again, because anything is possible. (laughs) We read the scripture earlier. So humble yourself and ask yourself, well, why should Christmas come to you? Well, therein lies the miracle you right boo Christmas shouldn't come to you but the miracle is that it does verse 43 says and what do I owe this visit Elizabeth as in other words imagine yourself as a kid in the living room and Santa Claus come down the chimney with a big old bag you standing there with cookies in your hand and you say for what do I owe this visit Santa Claus in essence Elizabeth was saying, "This is a greater favor than I could ever have expected." So we don't want to expect, we don't want to underestimate, but we don't also want to assume. Elizabeth understood that she was not Mary; she was insignificant. She knew she wasn't the chosen one. She says, "I know I don't matter, but why would you come to me as well?" Do you remember the story starts in Luke with the miracle from heaven for Mary? The way why does the story show Mary going to Elizabeth <laughs> because God is still coming to your house even when he's blessing the key players in his plan and kingdom you matter too and he will divert Mary from her miracle immaculate conception to come to Elizabeth's house who is six months pregnant to say I got you and your child is a part of the plan too I want somebody to to say you're a part of God's plan in spite of what you've been going through. So Elizabeth then realized she came to bear witness to her baby as if her baby mattered too. Elizabeth knew this because when Mary spoke the baby leaped. What I'm trying to say to you that Mary was carrying Jesus. Mary was carrying the son of God. But God paused from his program to come and make Elizabeth's baby leap too. I'm telling you, you're not a deacon, you're not a pastor you're not a choir member you don't go to church faithfully but you got a baby in your womb and God said I'm coming to make it Who calm down PC it's Christmas time for my household and I know we don't deserve it but people who speak low of themselves usually have high feelings of the Holy Spirit and it was because of Elizabeth's humility understanding what do I owe this visit was the reason why God filled her with the spirit. God filled her with the spirit and changed her disposition. She was happy again. And this year, what I'm saying is, listen, realize that you don't deserve the miracles God has given you and instead give gifts because you don't deserve gifts. In other words, give gifts out of the notion that I don't deserve to be blessed. So I'm a bless somebody else because God blessed me and I didn't deserve it. In other words, give in spite of the enemy. Do you not know that Elizabeth was barren? Elizabeth couldn't have children. So the miracle... (laughs) She got pregnant with Zacharias and she wasn't supposed to. You're here December 19th and you ain't supposed to be here. So instead of sitting around like Scrooge and the Grinch talking about you're not going to be a blessing to nobody, you recognize that you don't even deserve God's powerful blessing and the stuff he's done for your life. He did it and you didn't even see it because you expected it to come a different way. And I'm telling you, give. And it shall be given unto you pressed down, shaken together and running over. Don't be a sour puss. Don't be a lemon turned up. Give to somebody even though you don't deserve God's giving to you. I got to go little Ben. Here's my last one. First one is don't expect. The second one is don't underestimate. The third one is don't assume. But the fourth one is don't doubt. Let me give you what verse 44, 45 says, 45 says, and blessed is he, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. I'll read it again. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. There would be a fulfillment In other words, there was going to be, uh, 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 it was going to happen. It was going to come to pass. So I say to those of you, don't doubt that the thing promised will be performed. And what you need to do is take an appraisal on your faith today. Like you appraise your house and you say, how much is my house worth? I want you to praise your faith and say, how much is my faith worth? Appraise your faith again and reestablish its value. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. So even though what you're asking for has not manifested, and it's December 19th and the end of the year is almost up, you still have to have faith because faith is the anchor point. Faith is, listen, when you're buying a house or a house is being built, the house isn't built yet, but listen, the lot is marked with your name on it. The deed is there. You can see it. In other words, you've got to keep, listen, when we were having our first house built, we went to the lot. Every now and then to look at the dirt, didn't we, Joy? We went to look at the dirt. We would, why the house wasn't there, but it. We was excited. We'd go by. Let's go by the house. Ain't nothing there. And we say, we said, well, let's see if maybe they did something. And then there'd be little sticks They had sticks that marked out the foundation Oh, they marked out the foundation, Joy They done marked out the foundation Oh, they was like, oh, they built the house The house was not going to be built in six more months But we were excited about the sticks I'm telling you, it might just be sticks this Christmas God, thank you It might just be a marking out of the foundation Of what God is going to do for you And I'm telling you, keep going to the tree Woo! (laughs) keep going to the tree like it's coming keep waking up like it's coming Jesus is coming that's what his birth is I came Jesus means I came Christmas is I came Christmas is I'm here December 25th is I'm here I'm a response to your prayer I'm a response to what's wrong I'm a response to what you need I'm a response to what you want God says Christmas is I am here and so Elizabeth said bless Blessed are those who believed. Blessed are those who believe. Blessed are those who believe. It is the believer who ends up blessed, not the doubter, not the one who gave up in tough times. And so I'm saying to you, don't doubt. Don't lower your expectations in God because the text said, blessed are those who believed. Anybody still believing out there, it's December 19th, the 31st is coming. The year is on almost up but I still believe God Christmas is coming I don't feel real good but I feel my baby moving all of a sudden it is the same faith that puts that same baby that was in Mary in us listen the same baby that was in Mary is now in those who believe what does the Bible say by faith we accept Jesus Christ and the Bible says he comes into our heart and makes his abode in our lives through the person of the Holy Spirit. The baby that was in Mary is in us. He came. You still looking for him to come, but he's here. Where in my heart? Jesus, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus has rose from the dead and with the mouth confession is made and the heart man believes unto salvation he comes in and guess what the baby who is alive Jesus is leaping in your belly so what I'm trying to tell you is as Romans 8 says the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the son of God so guess what listen to me the baby that was in Mary is now in us and the baby you got twins in you you got your own baby and then you got the baby of Jesus um, watch this now you've got your own spirit and you've got the spirit of Christ in you and they are there and Romans 8 says his spirit bears witness that we are the son of God just like Mary bore witness that her baby was legitimate. Mary came to tell Elizabeth your baby is alive and it leaped. Jesus spirit comes to your spirit and says your baby is alive leap and I'm coming on December 19th to say your baby is still alive it needs to leap the word is coming to you for faith comes by hearing and hearing. Hearing by the word of God, you ought to leap in your spirit. Your baby ought to leap. Jesus enters our hearts. And he lives in us, and we become carriers of the living child, all grown up, and he's still saving the world through us. When we meet people, their babies ought to leap. Because we're carrying the baby who makes them leap. We have the baby in Mary who makes other people's babies leap. You ought to speak to people and they ought to leap. You ought to be a franchisee that when you go to work, folk leap. Stuff inside. Of you ought to spark people's passion you ought to help people desire and want to live again you ought not depress people and be so toxic don't nobody want to be around you the holy one is in us and it is our faith in the truth that lives in us that assures us The performance of all the things he has spoken to us. So the fact that he lives in us is the certainty that he will perform what he started in us. And so all that we believe to be true from God shall come to pass. Write this scripture down. I'm not going to turn to it. But Philippians 1.6 says. Being confident. That's what the text says. Being confident. That he who has begun a good work in you. Will perform it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. All. Of whatever God has promised you. Whatever you have prayed. According to his will. Will it shall come to pass so do not lower your expectations of god beloved he has come and december 25th is a witness it is a testimony it is a mark in time that whatever you waiting for is coming every time you waiting on something think of december 25th you better have christmas in december christmas in july Christmas in February is coming. My promotion is coming. My marriage is coming. My soulmate is coming. My new house is coming. My anointing is coming. My ministry is coming. My change is coming. My healthy body is coming. So I conclude with this. Christmas is a time to thank God for doing things far greater Than you ever expected. Christmas is a time. To thank God. For doing things far greater. Than you ever expected. You didn't expect him to do it that way. But he did it. His way. Christmas is a time to thank God. For more than you ever deserved. Thank him. Because what you're getting and what you're experiencing or what is coming to you, you don't deserve it. (laughs) You don't deserve your prayer to be answered. But the only way it gets answered is because of the wholesomeness of him. He is the promise. And the weight of himself is the assurance and the confidence that we will get what we ask for. You just have to believe it, beloved. Thirdly, Christmas is a time to thank God for choosing to still bless you in spite of your barrenness and being undeserving. You can tell, doctors say, ain't no way you gonna have a baby, just barren. That's what barren means. You can't have a baby. God says, (laughs) all things are possible with me Mm -hmm. so Christmas time ought to be a time to thank God Mm -hmm. for the impossible I don't know how you're going to do it God I don't know when you're going to do it but every time December 25th rolls around it's a reminder that you are going to do it Mm. and lastly Christmas is a time to thank God To celebrate that all the things God has promised. It will come to pass. So get your list together. I know you got a naughty and a nice list, but get your promise list. We used to ask, let me tell you something. I saw a meme, I saw a little gif this this, this week or last week or something. Let me tell you something. You don't know how happy. You don't know what you, some of y'all don't know what the Sears catalog did for a child. Let me tell you something. That Sears catalog, that big old thick Sears catalog. When it when that puppy came in the mail, woo! We be fighting on them. Now, nah, let me let me turn the page. You, we looking for bicycles. Sears had bikes. Sears had clothes. Sears had toys. Sears had all it. And so all the kids section. Mama and them be looking at washing machines, fridge, you know stuff like that. But the kids be looking for all that catalog. Woo, would be toe up by the time December 25th. I'm telling somebody, Mm -hmm. make your list. Make your list again. Look at your list, pull out your list. Mm -hmm. God hasn't brought it yet, but this text today reminds us whatever God promised Mary would happen, he would fulfill it. And I'm telling you, that Jesus is coming on December 25th is a statement to all of us that whatever he promised us he will do it so in return do not lower your expectations of God the job let you down your family let you down the people let you down God has not let you down, because every year December twenty fifth hits like clockwork, mm-hmm. and it reminds all of us, though the world has failed you. I came. Woo! Have you ever been waiting on somebody and they never showed up? Mm-hmm. We went to get a Christmas tree for my mother in law, and and uh, her, her friend was late to come bring the truck. We didn't know. We didn't, they, was coming, they was late, and we were thinking. And I started to put the tree in, in the car, started to put the kid, and here they come pulling up. But the, the thought of them not coming caused us to change our action. I'm saying, Amen. though he tarry, wait on him. Our help is already here. And today I'm renewing my expectations in God, even though it doesn't look like things are going the way. I plan them too. I'm PC, and that's all I've got.